It is almost here. It's keys to victory for the 49ers to beat those Philadelphia Eagles NFC Championship game style right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you once again at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Woo! This is gonna be a this is gonna be a test, Croc. This is gonna be a physical test. I think the more I look at this football game, the way these teams are matched up, the way the offenses and uh, offense and defensive lines have been a priority. They these teams have built from the inside out and then added playmakers on top of that uh, on, on top of that formula. And I, I can't wait for this one, man. This is gonna be so fun, NFC Championship style. Thanks everybody jumping in on the live stream. I want to hear hear what everybody else is keys to victory are in this one croc before we go any further i want to get started with one thing that i think is so key to this game and i talked about the physicality and um as somebody let me let me call out somebody on twitter who has uh, put it well let's see it was it was niner nut on Twitter at Niner Nut said keys to victory. The one thing this team that to beat Philadelphia Eagles have in common uh, physicality Niners got to grind this one out. And I totally agree with Niner Nut on that one. The 49ers got to grind this one out. And I think there was something really interesting that happened that I just saw uh, yesterday. Um, and it was part of the post game with Kyle use on the field against the Cowboys crock. And, and he said that basically they told Kyle quit screwing around Let's go right at him. And we saw that in the second half, how the 49ers started getting things going on the ground, being physical. Mike McGlitchie was like yelling in people's faces, blocking multiple dudes on every single play. And we saw some of that brand of playoff football we've seen from the 49ers in the past. And it's what helped put the Cowboys away. And I thought this was really fascinating. And it's why I put Kyle Juszczyk flexing in the, in the thumbnail of this video on YouTube, because I think it's fascinating that he said that and that that worked better than all the misdirection stuff. And he's like, quit screwing around trying to trick him. Let's go right at him and beat him and, and run it down their throats. And, and that's exactly what the 49ers ended up doing in that game. And I wonder if they might get back to that mentality a little bit earlier in this game against the Philadelphia Eagles, as good as they are up front. Yeah, there's definitely a chance because as good as they are up front, it sounds like the weakness of this defense is their run game. Right, and the the one thing for a team that really can't defend the run, for a team that can and wants to implicate a lot of their passing concepts off of run actions or run fakes, I think that bodes well for the San Francisco 49ers, right? If you can get the run game going, then all of a sudden the play actions just work a little bit better, right? You know, Kyle Shanahan, I was talking to some of my buddies, and they, they make fun of, like, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel about the targets and, and or the lack thereof, where they're like, man, if – if, if, if George Kittle was as good as Travis Kelsey, he would get more targets. And I'm like, Kyle Shanahan doesn't care to get guys targets like that. He runs his scheme. He understands where to attack these opposing defenses. And then based off of that, that he, that's how he constructs his game plan. And a lot of it surrounds being able to run and then a lot of schemed up stuff off of that. But not because guys have the inability to win one-on-one 
tight reps, but it's just how he wants to win. And if you look at this Eagles team and they allow the 49ers to get going on the ground early, well, what's going to come off of that? The play action. Think about why the 49ers kind of started – I don't even want to say started slow. Kind of the whole game, it was kind of hit and miss as far as the offense moving the ball against the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they struggled to kind of run the ball early on. Christian McCaffrey, first down, picks up two yards. First down, picks up two yards. Well, now you're playing behind the sticks, and it's a little more difficult to really kind of sustain those drives because that's not their game. It's, even with Brock Purdy, it's not a drop-back passing game. So can you get those run fakes going, run actions going? A lot of that's going to be going off of being able to run the ball. And they're, they're not the best team at defending the run. So I think uh, that thought of being able to just run at them, I think you need that. And if you, 49ers can do that early, that, that, that can be some really good things for them off of that. Yeah, and, and I think Kyle Yuschek was onto something. Maybe Kyle got went went a little bit – he went to step two before he went to step one, which is just try to run the ball normally, you know, go be good on good. Even if they are good at stopping the run, let's go at them, go physical at them, and then go misdirection off of that instead of going straight misdirection from the very start. And it's interesting how they started both playoff games. The first playoff game against the Eagles, they came out throwing. Christian McCaffrey didn't touch the ball until the second series, and he had the 160-yard run, and then – um and, and and didn't have a lot of success after that because then the, the the Seahawks were really doing everything they could to stop the run. So Kyle came out throwing in the first game against the Seahawks. Then the last game he came out with a lot of mixed misdirection stuff, kind of moving horizontally, and it almost played into the hands of the of the Cowboys because. Um, and I know some people pointed out that Michael Parsons, you know, his numbers didn't look great in the box score, but I thought Michael Parsons was really effective in that game and was all over the place. And part of it was not because he was beating Trent Williams one-on-one in pass rush reps it was because he was actually exiting away from Trent Williams quickly to try to cover things laterally and and set the edge and make sure the 49ers couldn't get horizontal on uh, on the uh on the Cowboys no matter what they were doing mix mis, misdirection wise and I thought that was a pretty good game plan against the 49ers and so um we'll see how quickly they go to the ground game in in this one but I think it's a huge it's a huge piece of it because it's how the 49 it's in the 49ers DNA to run the ball and it's the biggest weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? So to me, number one key to victory, run the stink of football, be the be the 49ers that we know under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, and, you know, Gio yesterday talked about it with the guys on the outside for them. We know Darius Slay, he can play at a high level, and he can take the ball away and will if you target him enough times. James Bradbury, he's had a terrific season this year. So, uh, you know, just thinking that you're going to drop back and throw the ball, and obviously that's not really the 49ers style anyways, you don't want to get into that type of battle. You want to be able to run the ball and do things off of that. And I think that's where, if there is a four, uh, an advantage for the 49ers, it would be right there. Interesting in practice this week that Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, and Debo Samuel were all limited. And I think that is either just their the wear and tear on those guys, and maybe they're a little banged up. And I remember there was that... I don't know what the contraption was on Christian McCaffrey's calf during the Cowboys game when he was on the sideline. There was something yeah. that was like a heating pad or a I'm cooling pad. I'm not familiar with that massaging. either. That was a weird one. Um, and but I, I, it really seems like Kyle is gearing up and he wanted to rest those guys because he knows it's going to be physical and he knows he's going to be running the heck out of the ball with everybody. Wide back season. I mean, the, the entire run playbook is open in this one. And, and I think the 49ers are going to need it. So they're going to try to set the tone. This is going to be a physical game. It's going to be close. And they're, and, and we'll see, you know, who's still, who's huffing, who's huffing wind right in the, in the fourth quarter of this game. Cause it might be one of those games where whichever defense has their hands on their hips is the team's going to lose. 
Right. And it, there's a big thing with that. You know, I remember playing for the San Jose Sabercats. And we didn't condition at all, but we kind of did. What we would do is in practice after every play, you had to turn and sprint 10 yards. So no matter what it was, no matter what happened, it could be an incomplete screen pass, and you have to turn and sprint 10 yards. Well, those reps add up, you know, whether it's during practice or whatever, because come game time, we were by far the most conditioned team. So the further in the season you get, your body's just conditioned to be able to do a little bit more. So, uh, you know, the, the focus, right? I, I, was just, I just got done training with a kid, training a kid, and that's what took me so long to get up here to start this show tonight. But one thing I t- talked to his dad about was because he started dropping all these balls. His dad's like, man, why is he dropping so many passes? And I'm like, well, once you get fatigued, the first thing that goes is your focus and your concentration. And what's catching the football? Concentration, a lot of that, right? Uh, so for a lot of these guys, you know, even whether you're playing defense or whatever, there's a lot going on. You're really paying attention to every little thing, every movement, every check, any indicator of something that you saw on film. And once you're fatigued, maybe those indicators are going off just a little bit slower. So that's something I can play into this game as well. Who is the more conditioned team uh, that doesn't get tired come fourth quarter? And I think that plays into the 49ers' hands somewhat, but it probably feel, the, the Eagles probably think that plays into their hands right. a little bit as well. I want to talk about the matchup, the quarterbacks in this one, uh, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. And if you you listen to the what listen and watch the national media this week, I think it would seem pretty one-sided, but I think it's pretty clear. It's not as one-sided as it looks. At least the numbers say it's not. And I think those fans that have been watching the 49ers closely the last couple of months know it is not. So we'll get into that next. And of course, more keys to victory, what the 49ers have to do to advance to Super Bowl 57, 57. Is that where we are? Yeah. Super Bowl 57 next. Today's episode is brought to you by, LinkedIn jobs as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know, that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. It's no different in your small business as it is on the football field. You want to have the best team members. You want everything to fit. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs with LinkedIn jobs. You can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. Find the diamond in the rough from that 800 plus million membership of LinkedIn and folks that are already there and might not even realize that they are looking for your specific job that is perfect for them. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and then hire them, interview them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks once again, everybody, and all year long for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer, including the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, uh, tons of great shows on the network. You can even get insights on opponents as well and check out the opponents shows. I know a lot of folks enjoyed listening to uh, Gino Camilleri this week on the crossover podcast it's always really nice to get information on the other games too in the afc side go listen to james rapine and jake lisco of the Bengals, locked on Bengals crew and um the locked on chiefs as well really get a lot of insights about the games this weekend get informed by the local experts who know the teams the best locked on nfl available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts
Hey, Peacock. I yeah. did want to address one thing in the chat. I, I see okay. one of the guys here, and it's Jason. He says, Croc always looked preoccupied. And the tough thing about podcasting, man, you know, is is real out here. And my wife, she's out of state right now. She's in Arizona. So I, I'm on daddy duty with my daughter. And if you can see right here underneath the glass table, I have a little a little kid here, <laughs> my daughter. What in the world? I know, right? My daughter. There's a so child under there. There's a child under there. So if you guys see me look down or something, it's because she's right there. Just I don't know what she's doing. And everybody, let us know if Croc's audio is good because I know I've seen Pickle behind the scenes like doing the ones and twos on Croc's mixer oh, there. So I don't yeah. know if any settings are messed up. I think everything sounds everything sounds okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I know the dad duty. Yeah, it's it's rough trying to get a podcast in, especially a live podcast. You can't pause if something crazy happens. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So Jalen Hurts is obviously a really good quarterback. He's come into his own this year. He's been part of the uh, the, the MVP conversation. And look, he still could get MVP of the NFL. And to be honest with you, I think it helped his case. And I, I think probably with voters, it hurt. But to me personally, it helped his case to see what the Philadelphia Eagles look like with Gardner Minshew. And then when Jalen Hurts came back and see what they, they look like there and obviously dominating the Giants last week in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. And I think that's the obvious key for the 49ers on the defensive side of the ball is keeping him in the pocket. Don't let him don't let him run wild on you and score touchdowns and especially get big first downs on those third downs. And those are backbreaking plays against the 49ers defense. And um, they've got to try to contain him as much as possible. They're going to have a rush plan. I'm sure they're probably going to spy him at times. And, you know, you can't also pay so much attention to your quarterback that AJ Brown and, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are running free on the back end too. So it's a task and this is a really good football team and they're good at running the ball and the quarterback Jalen Hurts is a big part of that. And they got a ton of playmakers. So obviously that's, that's really huge for this. But one thing I've seen a lot crock is uh, I, I don't want to say disrespect, but it's almost like there's a lot of folks, especially in the national media who haven't watched the 49ers under Brock Purdy and don't really understand what the 49ers have done there and, and don't believe that Brock Purdy is for real just because of basically he's a rookie and he's a seventh round pick. And I understand that part of it. But if you watch Brock Purdy play and you look at the statistics, Brock Purdy has been as good or better than, than Jalen Hurts in most ways. And, and I know there was a, there was a, a certain meme that was floating around this week that was, you know, basically an infographic showing all of the stats in the last seven games, which of course seven games is Brock Purdy's entire career. So comparing that to the last seven starts of Jalen Hurts, both quarterbacks are seven and zero. passing yards, almost identical 234 to 234.9 completion percentage, 64.8 for Jalen Hurts, 66.7 for Brock Purdy passing uh, touchdowns, 10 for Hurts, 14 for Purdy, three touchdowns, three interceptions for Hertz, two interceptions for Purdy, uh, about seven rushing touchdowns for Hertz. So total touchdowns, Hertz is one up on them, 17 to 16. And passer rating, Brock Purdy way ahead at 116. In fact, that's the best in the NFL over that span. And Jalen Hurts still pretty good, 96.8 passer rating. So look, uh, Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback, but just to say that because he's a seventh-round pick, that this is some huge advantage for the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, the stats don't tell that story. If you watch the film and you watch what the 49ers have done with Brock Purdy, that doesn't tell you the story either. Now, maybe this is the game, but Croc, we've talked about it every single week. We're done. We're done expecting him to come back to earth and there be the game where he turns into a pumpkin because how many games do you have to watch to believe 
Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. Like he's been the same guy every single week, even if the numbers aren't exactly the same every week. I, I think what they're saying is is this, right? Now, and I'll ask you this question and you can answer it honest, right? If I said right now you could you could swap Jalen Hurts for Brock Purdy, would you do it? Would you plug Jalen Hurts into this offense and like swap him for Brock Purdy? I'll put it this way. I think both teams would be worse if they played for the opposite team this week. Oh, you think so? Yes. Because I do not think the 49ers would be worse. <laughs> because of now, I'm saying if they swapped the teams this week. Now, if Jalen Hurts went through training camp, is with the team all year, been with the team for three years, then sure. But um, the first seven games of Jalen Hurts' career weren't as good as the first seven games of Brock Purdy's yeah. career. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. What is Brock Purdy going to look like in the future? Brock Purdy fits Kyle Shanahan to a T. I think that's that's a really big part of it. I think it's a huge thing with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey fits Kyle. Christian McCaffrey is Kyle Shanahan's dream player. And remember way back episodes before the Niners traded for him. Uh, and, and people like to get on me because I said, don't trade for a running back. Um, I said, there's no doubt in my mind. Kyle Shanahan loves Christian McCaffrey. And I predicted that Christian McCaffrey would be on the 49ers next season after getting cut post June 1st from the Panthers because of his contract. Do you remember this? This is earlier yes. on in the season. Yes. Um, and, and like Christian McCaffrey is the perfect player for, for Kyle Shanahan, such a perfect fit. And Brock Purdy as a quarterback is also really perfect. He's so much like, he's like a little bit more athletic version of Kirk Cousins and everything that Kyle Shanahan loves about Kirk Cousins. Similar thing with Brock Purdy, right? Gets the ball out on time. Trust what he sees. Um, I, I always go back to that first interview after that. I think it was the Buccaneers game where uh, in the pe press conference after the game, the, the reporters are like, basically, Brock, why are you playing so good right now? And he's like, I'm just doing what coach tells me to do. You know, he's just, coach says this is open. This is the read and I do it. I don't know. And he trusts what he sees. It's so, it's so great. And I'm not saying he's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, but I'm saying the production and, and how he fits, I, I wouldn't swap it for a game unless I'd seen Jalen Hurts play under in Kyle Shanahan's offense for, you know, the, the entire season, or at least as much as we've seen from Brock Purdy. And I think the Eagles would probably be a lot worse with Brock Purdy too, because they play a different style of ball. You know, what's funny is Jalen hurts. The offense that the Eagles are coming in with against the 49ers is a lot more like what the offense looked like the first two weeks with Trey Lance. Correct. I, I think you, Brock Purdy works extremely well for Kyle, but if he had his choice, we're talking about right now, Jalen hurts. I think he would choose Jalen Hurts. And he kind of told us that when he said that, yeah, I, I love Kirk Cousins. And he talked about all these things that's great about Kirk Cousins. But he said, that's not my ideal quarterback. I want the biggest, strongest, fastest guy that can play from the pocket. And that's more Jalen Hurts than it is Brock yeah. Purdy. So I think that's what the, the media is basically on teams that are pretty evenly matched in the sense of talent, right? Like they're, they're both stacked. They're both loaded. They're just looking at it like, well, where where is the difference in this game? And for them, the difference, even though Kyle has been able to have a quarterback that plays very well, they, they just think Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback. So I think that's where they're coming in at. Now, again, a year ago, two ago, we definitely wouldn't have been saying that at all. But right now, just with how the type of season that Hurts had, that is a, that is a big difference. And I've watched him in games this year, and – 
you know, he, he's airing it out. He's able to make plays with his legs. I'm not saying this guy is prime Cam Newton, right? Like, he's not that. But he is very dangerous, and he can make throws to all levels. Now, he is prone to miss a throw, too. But it, the, it, the way that he's dynamic, and again, I think that's what people, when they start talking about this, and I saw someone in the, in the chat talk about Joy Taylor, and she did say, I heard Joy Taylor say it. She said, there is a massive gap at the quarterback position. I wouldn't say massive, and the numbers don't quite say that. But I do think there has to be a little bit more going your way with Brock Purdy than with a Jalen Hurts that can just kind of pull things out of his rear end. Yeah, and, and I understand if you're on the outside looking in, not trusting everything you're seeing and everything statistically from Brock Purdy, because legitimately Brock Purdy's been a top three, if not top one quarterback since he started playing for the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, and since basically walked on the field against the, the Miami Dolphins in week 14. It, it's that severe. So I understand you're like, I don't, he's not that, he's not the best quarterback in the league, right? He's it's not, it's not like uh, Mahomes, Burrow, Purdy, Josh Allen, you know what I mean? That's, but that's what the stats are saying right now. So I understand when people are a little bit skeptical of that and they want to give all the credit to Kyle Shanahan or, or McCaffrey or Debo or Kittle or all of that. And there, there clearly is a lot of talent there. Um, but I, I do think there's some disrespect for what actually Brock Purdy has done. Uh, he, he's been legitimately good and he's, he's played the best stretch of quarterback we've seen under Kyle Shanahan for the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, that, that going back, we're talking about going back to 2017. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah. without a doubt, we even referenced the 2017 run from Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's like, mm -hmm. man, that was good. This is far more impressive. <laughs> now, yes. again, the, the, the teams are different. And we could talk about that, right? Like, you know, who was Jimmy throwing to? It was like Marquise Goodwin. And, you know, okay, you had like a young, very young Kendrick Bourne. And you had other guys that were down, like Audrey Robinson uh, Pierre Garcon, those guys were like injured. So definitely as far as weaponry go, it, it doesn't even match up, right? Christian McCaffrey, all these, I mean, they're loaded right now, but just with what it looks like, Brock Purdy is not even comparable uh, in the sense of just the, the eye test tells you this is, this is better than anything we've seen with the 49ers, especially over an extended period of time. All right, more keys to victory. I want to hear what you guys think are the keys in the chat. Uh, maybe some secret superstars that might, uh, produce that they might show themselves in this game. We might go, Oh man, this game was so important because of blank player that not a lot of people talked about before the game. Uh, I've got a couple of those and I got one more pretty stat that I want to break out next. Really excited about our latest partner, our new sports betting partner for the entire network. That is FanDuel. It is the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features to make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from point spreads, money line, player props. There's even a parlay builder, uh, tons of ways to make money on sports, not just NFL either, but there are tons of props, Super Bowl props and draft props that are always so fun. I love hitting the draft props uh, when I'm doing my sports betting. You can find all of those at FanDuel, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I love the FanDuel interface. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose on that $5 bet, you still get the $150 in free bets at FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with fanduel official sportsbook partner of the nfl and now the locked on podcast 
Network. All right, Croc. How about this one? I'm going to shout out my guy, Akash, friend of the program, at Akashanov. He's been throwing out a bunch of stats about this game on Twitter today. And uh, it's something I didn't really think about, but it's a great point by Akash when you're talking about Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy and about being battle-tested and how everyone keeps expecting, oh, you know, this is the biggest game of Brock Purdy's career. And, and, you know, Croc, you and I have talked about, we're done with that because we've seen him pass every single test. We've seen him play on the road at Seattle on a short week injured. You know, we've seen him win playoff games. But what's crazy is uh, Purdy has more playoff wins than Jalen Hurts already. Jalen Hurts has to win this game to tie Brock Purdy in career (laughs) playoff wins. So if you want to talk about battle-tested, the 49ers are battle-tested. They went to the NFC Championship game last year. They've already won two playoff games. So battle-tested 49ers, even battle-tested quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is 1-1 one one in his NFL career as a, a quarterback in the playoffs. Brock Purdy is already 2-0. and Yeah, I, I think for the Eagles, they're kind of past the battle-tested, right? Like, they got their butts kicked last year uh, in the wild-card round against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that was their, like, all right, you know, we got that experience. We know what that looks like. Got that out of the system. And then you saw, like, how just how they came ready. And that, they were far better than the Giants. Like, they were always going to win that game. Oh, yeah, it's cool. Right. Like, but like the 49ers down the stretch, like, you can point to a lot of games where it's like, okay, well, 49ers are better than that team. They're like, yeah, we're, we're better than this team, and we're going to dominate this team. And that's what Philadelphia Eagles did. So, in the sense of just who they are, like, Dallas Cowboys, the biggest thing was – they, they don't know who they are. The fans don't even know who they are. They're like, man, uh, well, if if Dak Prescott plays like he get, did against the Bucs, like, well, what if he plays like he did against the Washington Commanders and all the other games where he looked like crap, right? right. Like, you, you don't know who you're going to get. With the Eagles, they're more like the 49 You know exactly who you're getting. And the battle tested and all that, that's all out the window. Like, it's these are the two best teams. And they're going to play like the two best teams. So it's going to come down to who executes more. And I don't think it's going to have to do with anything that's happened prior to this game. It's all about how you execute in this game now. Tavarius in the chat says Philly has the better receiver core. What do you think about weapons? If we're talking running backs and tight ends and just all offensive weapons, all the players that quarter that each quarterback has at their disposal, do you take Dallas Goddard at tight end, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith? And I'm not going to fight anybody that says Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown uh, are not a better receiving core than you know almost any team in the league, um, but the 49ers are really good there as well, right? Just very different style of of players. And you got Mike, uh, you got uh, Sanders at running back, right? When you t- look at the 49ers group with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, I'll give you that Philly has the better classic one-two wide receiver punch. But when you consider all of it, running back, tight end, um. Wide receiver, I still think the 49ers have the better group of pass catchers. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's would would you agree that it's not a it's it, even if you like Philly more, and I'm not even saying the 49ers have that much better, I'd say it's really darn close. I think they both say a lot you, of weapons to where you're not gonna stand up and say, Oh, this team has such a better group than this team. So that's why I push back a little bit saying they have a better receiver core. Okay, that's two players, but I'm talking about five players on the 49ers offense. I'd say if you give me the peak of that player, right, like whatever their peak is, and all, then I would say, yeah, the 49ers have the better group. 
I think the tough thing is the 49ers production from their players for whatever reason, whether it's the scheme for that day or whatever, it really drastically dips where with the Eagles, it doesn't. So I think that's kind of the bigger difference, right? Like, like in this game Sunday, anybody for the 49ers can be the hero, any one of them. And on that game, they, they can be the best player on that field especially when you look at George Kittle, Debo, Debo Samuel. Like, if you told me coming out of that game, you felt like George Kittle was the best player on the field or Debo was the best player on the field, I would say I 100% believe that. But as far as just what you're getting game to game from these guys throughout a year, I would say you, you might lean that way. Now, again, you, you included all pass catchers, so when you start to – or, you know, players. So when you start to include guys like Christian McCaffrey, I think it kind of starts to make a difference. But – if you're just saying like top three guys it, it, right now, if you that would be tough because I like both these groups. Yeah, I know. I, I think you got to go with the Niners. I, I would go with the Niners, but again, I'm, I'm going with the Niners. The peak of those those guys. I don't and, think that they are as consistent get every game for whatever reason, and I think it has to do more with Kyle and him not force feeding certain guys. And I, and I think there's uh, uh, there's a bonus to that in that it can be a different guy every week. So if the team is shutting down one certain thing, you can go with another angle. And we've seen that in a few games with the 49ers where it'll be a Ayuk game or a Debo game or a Christian McCaffrey game or a George Kittle game. And I think that's a really powerful thing to have. And you never really know what it's going to be. And even looking at this game, you feel like it should probably be a Christian McCaffrey game. Uh, but you never know how it ends up. Uh, Blake says maybe it's a Kyle Juszczyk game. I love it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Not a Kyle Juszczyk game, Croc? I, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, is, it a, it, is it a 21 personnel game where Kyle Juszczyk's on the field a lot? Yeah. Are you – okay, A.J. Brown and, and, and Debo Samuel. I mean, I guess their usage is different, but they, they were two guys. I mean, it was like splitting hairs with yeah. those guys coming out of college. Who was the better – matter of fact, I had it labeled like uh, – Two, two A, two B. Like those guys were interchangeable. And right D, now, I, it was DK I, for you, and then yeah, those DK two guys were two and three. Yeah, yeah, those guys were two and three, and I swept, flopped them all the time. Uh, right now, I would flip flop them all the time as well. I don't know which one. Like I feel like on any given day, I could say Debo is better, but AJ, man, he's so consistent. He's been the more consistent player throughout his career, and it could be just because of health. I think he's been on the field more. Debo's had some injuries here and there. Yeah, man. I mean, he's a fourteen hundred yard receiver this year, and then you have uh, Devontae Smith, who you know he's what twelve, thirteen hundred yard receiver this year. I mean, he dude is just smooth, man. Uh, I, I like Devontae Smith a lot. They're, they're, those guys are yeah, they're legit. They're dangerous. They're, they're I'd probably have I'd probably have AJ Brown over Debo and DK Metcalf now. And there's it's funny because all three of those guys are so different. Like, could you imagine Debo and DK on the same team? It's almost like they don't play the same position because they're that much different. But AJ Brown's got a little bit of both of them, and he can win yeah. in so many ways. I think that's why you'd probably give the edge to AJ Brown. Yeah, and I think Debo could be more of that, but I don't. I don't think De Debo cares to be. Just listening I to him talk, it, it sounds like he he just he feels like he's so unique. Yeah, he's like I'm I don't have to work on those things. I, it could Where, be a Debo game too, man. I, I feel like D, playoff Debo is different. He turns up a new gear. Uh, I was listening to his mic'd up this week, and he, he's he's built a certain way. I, I like Debo a lot, and I, I think Debo is a guy you got to get the ball into his hands as much as possible in this game early. And um, it doesn't have to be wide back style, you know, slants, whatever it is, screens. Set set a tone early with your most physical guys. 
man, AJ's going to bring that physicality too. This is this is a fun matchup. I think if you were to say, especially like as the season was coming to an end, who would be in the NFC Championship, I think most people that were thinking, especially if you were just kind of looking from the outside in, 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, right? Like that's the one and two team in the NFC. And then you just look at, I mean, just this matchup. The, the way we're discussing it, the way we're having a conversation about these two teams, they're just built. It might just come down to not even the guys on the field, maybe the coaches. Now, yeah. who has the advantage in coaching? I would give the 49ers the advantage there. So maybe that could be the deciding factor in this, right? Would you got Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico Ryans. I, I trust those guys. And that's not the same thing about Sirianni and whoever else is there. But I trust, like Kyle, and when I say trust, I just, I know you're, you are going to be good that day. Like we know that with D'Amico and, yep. and Kyle. Michael says, get Kittle involved early. I'm okay with that, too. I, I think it's always a good day to be a Kittle game. Um, Nico says, Ray Ray is overdue. Ah, I, I think I think there might be one big play from someone that we're not expecting. Ray Ray could be that guy. But to be honest with you, just don't fumble. And I'm okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> fair catch everything. Like, because we're talking about all these players and all these difference makers and everything that can happen in the game. You just hope it doesn't come down to an ugly turnover right like turnovers is still so important and anytime we do a keys to victory pod it's kind of out there you know penalties and turnovers that that's always super key and it should probably be number one and two every episode but it's not you know exciting and sexy to talk about but man don't turn the ball over guys like that that's that's a really big one in this game someone in the chat uh alberto he said i think he said philly doesn't have as many weapons as the 49ers but he said that's the reason why AJ is more consistent. I, they have weapons. <laughs> they have weapons. I could buy that. It's it's e like for example, what would Kittle's numbers look like if the 49ers didn't have McCaffrey and Debo? Right, he would get twice as many targets. So I understand what he's saying. It, there's there's it's a more standard target share with the Eagles' offense than it is with the 49ers. Well, yeah, I mean. They have a receiver that had fourteen hundred yards, and then another one that's like twelve hundred yards. Yeah. And and then you have a tight end who what, what do you have seven eight hundred yards? Got it. Uh, I don't know what his, I don't know what his numbers were. They weren't eye popping, but he he's a good player. And then they do run the ball with Miles Sanders. Like they, right. they have guys. They run a lot with the quarterback too. It's not like the, uh, two thousand sixteen. 2015 Atlanta Falcons with and it's like we are going to Julio Jones no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while somebody else get get a little something. You get a little piece of the pie. I've seen a lot of Jordan Mason as the secret superstar in this game, the closer as some people call him. Wow, Goddard missed five games and still had like seven, eight hundred yards. Hey, that's I think one of the keys too, and it's I think it's a big one for the Eagles with the way they play, and it certainly helps with the 49ers, is and and it'll be huge for the 49ers to make the Eagles one-dimensional. And so getting an early lead is huge. So I wonder if Kyle's gonna be more aggressive early in the game, try to throw for points early and then lean on uh the run game if they can get those points. I think that's really big for both these teams to make the opposite team um more one-dimensional and let the pass rushers eat uh going back to another stat from akash by the way shout out to akash gotta have him on the show soon definitely talk to him in the off season here on the show so uh, we talked about pressure rate yesterday with gino and how the the eagles were so far away ahead in the rest of versus the rest of the league i think they had more sacks 70 sacks this year as a team 49ers were in the 40s i think they had uh, more sacks than we've seen in like 20 years you know something crazy like that um but pressure rates this year 
the Cowboys actually led the league in pressure rates at 40.7, even more than the Eagles. And guess what? The 49ers did too. The 49ers had 36.3 pressure rate. The Eagles pressure rate was 36%. So the Eagles are like, they had a great record. They're playing with the lead a lot. So I think even though their pressure rate wasn't number one, they were getting home a lot and getting sacks a lot because they were playing with a lot of leads. And I think that's really key to the way the Eagles play when you run the ball a lot. And I think it's probably pretty key to the way the 49ers play. We've seen a lot in the last, uh, really the last three, four years. Yeah, I, I think to kind of slow all that down, the best thing for the 49ers to do, especially when we were talking about keys to victory, stop the run, which they do, right? 49ers stop the run. You stop the run, you make them one-dimensional. You make them do things that they ideally don't, which is tough, right? That's a t that's why it's a team that only lost like one game with Jalen Hurts. You know, you, but if you can stop that run, which the 49ers are capable of doing that, I think that can make the game a little weird. And then the 49ers be able to run the ball and then do all of your stuff off of that. Because some of that too, like, you know, you talk about the pressure rates and things like that. Like how much of that, you know, is because of their secondary and their ability to cover on the outside because of the corners they have. And then they have Chauncey, Garner Johnson, and, he, you know, he had, like, what, five, six interceptions, I feel like, in the first six games of the season, you know. So, I mean, they got a playmaker back there as well. There, there's a lot. There's a lot there. But you got to run the ball. You run the ball, then all the misdirection stuff and all the stuff you do off of play action, they have to bite down on it. There could be the gaping holes. 49ers have amazing players, run after catch, and then, like, that's where 49ers are going to have a, an advantage in this game. You might see that classic Ooh, I'm 49ers. I'm excited. That classic 49ers playoff script in this one. All right. Uh, I can't wait. NFC Championship game. The the vibe doesn't get any better than Championship Sunday. The 49ers are here again. Can they advance over the Philadelphia Eagles on the road and make it to the Super Bowl? Croc and I, of course, will be here post game with you live, win or lose. And I can't wait for this one. Everybody have a great week weekend. Enjoy yourself. I'm gonna go have dinner because it's my birthday right now so uh shout out to everybody for helping make this birthday special i wouldn't miss a, a live with y'all no matter uh whose birthday it is so appreciate you croc and i back post game right here locked on 49ers